Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this first day of May. Uh, beautiful outside here in the Nashville, Tennessee area. I tell you, it's really nice this time of year. It's my favorite. One of my favorite times. I mean, I love fall and football and everything, but also I like May when you have the good playoff games on and it's just really bright, sunny outside during the day. Got a great show. Going to talk about this draft. Going to talk uh, about these quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks that have been of interest, where they actually fell. Talk about the fit, the value. Uh, uh, drafts I liked, drafts I didn't like. Uh, talk about some reaches. We'll get into the NBA playoffs as well. And um, I'll have a few announcements to make about some guests. But first, we'll get our first and only break out of the way and hit the ground running here on Sportscope, folks. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S scope, S K O P E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then, I'm back live. Now, okay, uh, a few, few quick announcements. Now, tomorrow, Jeffrey Deskovic, very good guest. I've had him on twice, talked about his story, how Sports Talk got him through his false imprisonment there. Uh, kind of a Nelson Mandela type of story, right? Uh, but, you know, he came back. He's a big sports fanatic. Uh, Jeffrey will be back. I'm going to talk about the NBA playoffs, talk about his favorite drafts uh, with his teams and whatnot. He'll be on for about 30 minutes, the second half of the program. Plus, uh, Keith Engel. Man, he is a great guest. Andy Pickles. Keith Engel, I'm going to ask him about the Patriots. And, uh, you know, since I'm broadcasting out of Nashville, Keith said he thought prior to the draft that Will Levis, Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, was the best prospect in the draft. So I'm going to ask him about that. And I'm trying to get, I sent him a text. He's very busy. But uh, the Eagles were so good. I'm trying to get Philly, the sports guy, back on and ask him about his time at the draft. Uh, ask him about uh, uh, what does he think about all these players? What was it like meeting Jalen? He, he met Jalen Carter and uh, from from the Georgia Bulldogs, and they did a uh, an Eagles chant as soon as he got drafted. But I don't know if Jamie's going to be able to come on. He he does all the Philadelphia sports events. He may be at a Phillies game, and I might not be able to pull that out. But I'm going to try to get him on Thursday. And, of course, Pickles Friday, Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez. Uh, when I listened to the playback, he was great. Uh, Richard Ferris, he'll be coming back probably next week. Get him, uh, you know, he's a guy with Cumulus. He's a great guest. Get him to break down his thoughts on their draft picks as well here out of Nashville. So I like to get all those announcements out of the 
way. Um, okay, let's start with the playoffs. Now, first of all, Joel Embiid, I read this afternoon, he's not going to play. I mean, it, this is kind of turning into the story of the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy Butler turned his ankle, and uh, he's getting it nursed up. Uh, we don't know if he's going to play or not in game two, which I think is either t- – uh, I think it's tomorrow. Game two in that heat Knicks series. Uh, plus, we uh, – geez, I mean, you had uh, Giannis. He had the back injury. Joel Embiid's injury. Uh, so, it is what it is. It's always some some type of injury in the NBA. But, okay, so yesterday, game seven, Sacramento loses to uh, the Warriors. I thought that that would be, my prediction was Warriors in six. Uh, Kings a little bit better than I thought they was going to be, especially defensively. Go ahead and win that series in seven. Warriors win in seven. You could tell the experience factor took over. Uh, if you listen to the live, the national sports media, you think that, Steph Curry did all that by himself. I know he had his 50 points. He's gotten about 30. I don't think he scored under 30, 35 points in every game in this particular series. But my thing is, if you watch these games, it's just like Pickles. Steph Curry is that wide receiver. Um, Steph Curry is that wide receiver that gets 200 yards, and everybody thinks you should pay that wide receiver more than your leading left tackle, uh, as much as you, as much as your quarterback. That's that's the typical fan who's just casually watching, you know. And the truth of the matter is, it it, it was those twenty one rebounds by Kevon Looney, and those putbacks, uh, those tipbacks from him, and the, the the play of Wiggins down low, even a Draymond Green, as much as people don't like him, the dirty work and the interior defense uh, constantly making uh, the Kings shoot bad fadeaway shot after shot after shot, starting midway through the second quarter, going throughout the game with virtually no adjustment. Sabonis let me down. Uh, Sabonis was not aggressive enough in that game. He did not take advantage. And quite frankly, I got to credit Kayvon Looney's, his defense on Sabonis in that game. And again, the 21 rebounds for Sabonis, that really, that really uh, uh, sealed that game. Curry looks great, but it's the same thing if it's the quarterback and the offensive line that really make that work. He also took some shots that went over the backboard. You know, he's, if it was just on Curry, and you had some mediocre guys who did not play those dirty work that 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 that, that Looney and and Wiggins did down low. They're beat. They're they're beat. They're they're uh, this game is uh, they they lose they lose game five. They're down three one, and this this bad boy is over. They, uh, what was it? So Looney Looney earned his money. Twenty one rebounds, and in game. Four, excuse me, they lost it. They should have lost game four, but they didn't. Now that being said, I thought that I thought that uh the Warriors would win this game. But so this is kind of playing out the way I predicted. Is that that the Warriors are gonna wear themselves? They went seven games. You said, well, it wasn't that long of a travel. Yeah, but you could see the mental and emotional fatigue. Think about it this this way. 
Last year, let's go back one year, Boston. I said Boston would probably lose to the Warriors in seven games, or uh, not in seven games. They would lose that series in six games because Boston, two hard-fought seven-game series to get there between Miami and Milwaukee. Now, mind you, Boston last year, they swept. They swept that Nuggets team with Kyrie Irving and um, and Kevin Durant on, right? So they swept them. Then they had the seven game. This is the first round that 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 the six seed Warriors team, led by a thirty five year old player, although the young guys are really doing their heavy lifting. Uh, they're going seven games, Corey. And now they got to go play a rested Laker team. They're going to play tomorrow. Uh, now they're going to go home and play, but they're going to play tomorrow with uh, with two young guys, Raul and um, and Hillbilly Kobe, Austin Reeves. Now, of course, the you know the Warriors are such a I wouldn't call it luck, but they they seem to have good fortune. Uh, with, with their good fortune, I could see an Anthony Davis getting hurt. But if Anthony Davis don't get hurt, and and this is a clean game, they have the Lakers have the matchup here. They have the matchup here. That Lakers series, even though it went six, and which I dealt it right on the head, I said that'll go six. They'll beat Memphis in six, even though they were the set seven. Memphis was the two. I said the Golden State would beat um, Sacramento, but both of them's going to wear each other out. They're, they're going to wear each other out, and they're going to be totally exhausted, and they're probably going to play at Denver, a team who won Saturday. I think they win tonight, but we'll see. Uh, they're going to play a young, rested, hungry, vibrant, uh, go up there in that rarefied air, and then you got another hard series. So I do not think, and it's just on the track that I, I, I could see this thing playing out, I don't see the Warriors nor the Lakers winning the championship. They're going to be dead. They're going to be dead. They're going to be war the bleep out. You know, it, it, it's just, it's the, it's the reality, the nature of the beast of, uh, you know, your road, your road there, and even with young teams, you know, that Boston team, uh, I think they were a fifth seed 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, Back in 2010, I want to say, 13, geez, the time goes by fast. I thought they were going to beat that Laker team. But, but remember that hard-fought Heat series? Remember the, remember the series that got them there? I don't know if it was this Heat or whatever, but Boston's road there was hard. It wasn't easy. And they ran out of gas in the finals. But this, this Warrior team, who everybody worships, you could tell already – that they're already hitting that fatigue, and they got two more bouts to go just to get. Well, they got one more tough bout, which I, I think. Um, so I think the Lakers going to win this in six. But if they do get past the Lakers, uh, you know, Denver or Phoenix is going to be flexing their muscles for them. I think it's going to be Denver. Um, I, I do think it's going to be Denver. Uh, the the Lakers beat uh, with the new Lakers in air quotes. The new Lakers beat this Golden State team fully throttled uh, in the regular season. The matchups are there. Everything's about one guy, Anthony Davis. You know, you know this guy, every time he falls down, people hold their breath. You know, 
The guy gets a boo-boo. He's holding his arm. He's holding his other arm. He's holding his elbow. He's holding his finger. He's grabbing his ankle. You know, he's fragile, man. So, but I, but I do think the Lakers will win that series uh, tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, no Joel Embiid. I was hoping to ask the Philly sports guy about what his thoughts on what maybe they should do if Boston wins. So we'll see what that happens. Obviously, I'll say Boston in five or six, probably in five if Embiid continues to be uh, uh, banged up like he is. But Boston, they're young. They may be looking ahead. Hopefully not, but you never know. It's the second round. Everybody that's in it at this point thinks they can win the whole thing. The teams left. They, they don't think they're playing. Uh, Miami, Miami, Butler's already hurt. I didn't even catch that toward the end of the day. But Butler's already hurt. Now, my thoughts on that game is the Knicks are the Knicks. Uh, they play hard. They go 8, 9, 10 deep. Uh, that's fine and dandy. They had a double-digit lead early in that game. The crowd was really in it. It was very throwback. Uh, that energy, I thought it was 1995 for a little while. It felt like, uh, you know, the Pat Riley return and all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is the Knicks don't have a consistent score other than a Jalen Brunson. You know, of course, Randall was out. And that you could see it down the stretch, uh, ran out of gas. Now, Butler's got an ankle injury. I still think the Knicks will win this thing. I still think they'll win it. They'll probably win it in six. But but I think I think uh, that that fire, that fire that 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 that, uh, that the heat, right? <laughs> the fire that the heat got, that is starting to dwindle out. That but uh, you know they, they they get beat in the playing game by a red hot Atlanta team. They get the eighth seed. Uh, you know uh, Giannis uh, gets that back contusion. It was much a lot worse than letting on. They never recovered from that. Uh, you know, uh, Hero's already out. Now Butler with that ankle injury, they should beat They should beat the Heat, and then they'll play probably Boston in the final, and that'll be enough to keep Fields' job. They're going to need another score that fits their system that, air quote, buys in. Thank you, Temple Lee. Thank you. I, I haven't answered nobody's question, but – you're right, brother. I, my show does uh, dope setup, and it does need more exposure. You know, I was tired coming in. I uh, wasn't sure if I was going to have all my material ready. And, you know, uh, I'm the underground king and I ain't getting crowned. You know, like 50 Cent said when he was making his first album. Um, I think that was uh, well, obviously Get Rich and Die Trump. I think it was Mini Me, uh, Mini Man. Anyways, so, you know, uh, the Knicks, they, they they got a lot of draft picks. They've got a lot of, uh, they got a lot of good vibrations, okay? Uh, they got continuity. They've got uh, chemistry. I like R.J. Barrett. I like the fact that they go 8-9 deep. I like all that stuff about the Knicks. They just need uh, some more fluid in their offense. If you want to keep Thibs, and I do, and I know Carlos has just, he sent me, I fell asleep. I was really tired. I was up late Saturday. And I fell asleep and took longer nap than I thought and slept throughout the rest of the game. Recorded that game, but I really wanted to see that Kings game. 
I recorded that game, woke up, and I had 10 text messages by Carlos Man, New Yorker Salvez, and he is hotter than a $4 pistol at Tom Thibodeau. You know, he's hot at Tom Thibodeau um, because he's never liked Thibodeau. He thinks he overworks his players. Uh, he's got some points. I've told Carlos this. I, I said, I don't want to dismiss totally what you're saying. His teams, he's like the defensive guy in football who does not have enough. He doesn't put enough emphasis in the quarterback position. He doesn't protect the quarterback enough. In basketball terms, uh, there's not enough fluidity in their offense. If you watch the – you know, this is what I like about the Warriors. The Warriors try to get the best shot, most part. Sometimes, Steph, this goes up there and throws a 30-footer and it bounces off the top of the backboard. But um, – the truth of the matter is they pass the ball well. Like Boston, they they get the ball down low. They get the right shot. No, everybody's unselfish, and, and uh, they get cutters. They don't take a lot of bad shots. Not a lot of the NBA does that. The, uh, the Knicks don't. They've improved. Brunson it was a great pickup. Brunson was a better pickup than Mitchell, and adding Mitchell with Brunson – I don't think they would have been this good. Mitchell's too ball-centric. So basically what I'm saying is they probably need another offensive coordinator if they want to keep them. They want. They need another uh, – of course, they need to add some talent, a, a wing that can score regularly. Maybe you move off Randall this year. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I know they got a boatload of picks. They've got some money to do something. I'd love to get Luca here. But that's probably – that's probably – that's dream. That's, that's Nick's – uh, you know, um, yeah, what's that? Uh, Spike Lee's dream, you know, get Luka Doncic there. But, you know, the thing is, it, they that's what they lack. And they lack that fluidity. They lack those assists and uh, uh, that wing that can score on a regular basis. They can probably f- solve that or get close uh, in the offseason. So the Knicks are on the right track. Let's not put them in the finals. Let's not put them in the finals. Uh, and, and yeah, bottom line sports says the Warriors, what won that game, going back to that, their interior defense, uh, Wiggins, Draymond Green, as much as we hate uh, Draymond, people, you know, as, as much as he annoys the crap out of me sometimes, that uh, Wiggins and Looney, 21 rebounds. They don't count loose balls, tapping the ball back, team rebounds. They don't count any of that stuff. Uh, make it making the Warriors take bad fadeaway sh- or the Warriors, the Kings take bad. They did the same thing last year against Boston. Uh, they did the same thing last year against Dallas in the playoffs. I mean, you got to give them credit where they're doing. He gets guys, Steve Kerr, to buy in. He gets them to buy in and that that passing, that fluidity, and that's what's won the game. It wasn't Curry's 50 points. In a sh- it, it's their movement and their interior defense. And uh, it always gets overlooked. You know, everybody likes the big play by the wide receiver. But really, I like the design of the offensive line, the quarterback, what the quarterback saw, uh, uh, the way the defense played, if you're comparing the two sports. That being said, uh, they're, they're going to wear themselves out, guys. They, they, will, uh, they will definitely wear themselves out. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Wiggins is young. He fits perfectly into their scheme. Uh, you know, he's uh, 
he fits in like one of those round pegs, man. You know, they moved off Wiseman. Wiseman didn't fit in, but Wiggins did. Wiggins did. Yeah, hold on, bottom line. What did you say? Lakers, they had a tough time against Grizzlies. They were missing two key players. AD is too inconsistent on offense, and they're going to need him ever again. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is true. That's a good point, bottom line. Um, uh, I just think that the, the Lakers, if, if, you, if you look at Davis, they don't really uh, – He, I mean, yeah, maybe Looney. But, you know, I think Davis can get a guy like Looney in foul trouble, and he could shoot over um, He could shoot over Draymond. He's taller than Draymond. He could shoot over Draymond. You look at, at, at uh, uh, again, Reeves, the Hibbley Kobe down there, and that uh, uh, Rui, his last name is Japanese, but it's a black guy, very good pickups. They made a well of a move at the trade deadline. But well of a move at the trade deadline, of course, uh, you want to throw Russell in there. He's not as consistent. And LeBron, they know they're not going to have to they, – they know they can't put too much on LeBron. But, hey, it's the second round of the playoffs. LeBron's going to play his game. You know, he's going to play his game. I like the Lakers to win game one. I think I think the Warriors are going to be spent after what they did uh, just playing yesterday in that game seven, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. That that's a yeah, Hachimura. It might as well be Ichiro Suzuki pickles. That guy was a great pickup. Kudos to Rob Palinka uh, for making those moves. All right, now going back to football. Okay, now quarterbacks, the quarterbacks of interest. Remember, you hear this in uh, police talk, right? A person of interest, quarterbacks that were drafted that we've been talking about for for months, uh, whether it, it be the national media, your, your NFL draft shows on ESPN, your Fox people, myself, Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat, all these quarterbacks, who got drafted where? Is it going to be a fit? Fit's a big deal. Fit is a big deal in the NFL. Team around you, coaching, uh, offensive-minded, defensive-minded, how well are you going to transition in from the college game into the NFL? Okay. How well are you going to do that? Okay. Let's start off with, with the first round pick overall. Bryce Young, most polished quarterback out there. Uh, now, he's got Andy Dalton backing him up this year. That's decent. Now, the Andy's a little bit over the hill. But uh, you look at Frank Wright. You look at his background. He played quarterback in this league. I want to say he didn't he coach Andrew Luck at one time. Uh, I think that would be a good fit. Don't got a lot of targets to throw to, but got the right quarterback, uh, the right mentor around him, probably going to put the right system around him. My only thing is, uh, plus they got Matt Corral. Remember, they drafted him last year, I want to say out of Ole Miss, so they – they, they got a good quarterback room. And my whole thing about Young is it's not if, it's when at 5'11", 192. Is he going to get hurt? Uh, do you have a decent backup? Because uh, you're, you're going to have to spend more money with this guy because of his size. Uh, I hope the best for him. He, he, he's really polished. I've watched him play uh, just about every game, every big game anyways. Uh, very good. He, remember, he scored very high on that S2 test. That's like a modern-day 
wonderlick test. Uh, but he could have felt he could have been better off probably going to Houston than CJ Stroud because he's a ready-made guy. He could fit right into a traditional pro style system. What does that mean? That means if you got a defensive-minded head coach, he would have been fine. But now you got an offensive-minded head coach, he's going to be that much better. Which leads me to the next pick. Now, now uh, Stroud, Stroud, very high completion percentage up in the 70s. I think he has more polish than a Justin Fields, former uh, Ohio State quarterback. We saw how he played against elite competition in uh, that Georgia game. Ringo Pickles, Ringo, the co- a really good cornerback, supposed to be a very highly – uh, sought after corner from Georgia, his his uh, stock went all the way down. He dropped all the way to the fourth round because Marvin Harrison Jr., the son of Marvin Harrison, destroyed him early in that game before he got hurt. They destroyed that dude. You know, he was getting catch after catch after catch. And a lot of that was, you know, Stroud playing really good football. Uh, he, he's playing good off the run. He's hitting his receivers. But the guy has had just a plethora of great receivers, include, uh, 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 like I said, Marvin Harrison, Jackson Jigma Smith. He's uh, Alave last year. He had him, uh, who plays for the Saints now. Uh, Paris Johnson. Um, yeah, yeah, Paris Johnson, the left tackle, who eventually went to the Arizona Cardinals. So, but the thing is, he plays a lot of spread. He plays a lot of spread. And he had that, he's got that Ohio State talent. That's going to be a knock on him because he played so much spread, so much out of the shotgun. I'm not sure if, if he's going to reach his full potential with a D'Amico Ryan's a defensive minded head coach. That's what I'm concerned about. And on top of all that, Houston turns around and trades their second round pick, their 12th pick overall, and their first round pick next year. For an edge rusher, when they could have had other edge rushers and defensive players at 12, and they had needs at receiver. So one of the worst receiving cores in the entire league. Remember, they traded Brandon Cooks to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I like their left tackle there in uh, Lermy Tunsil. I like Pierce at running back. But they, you know, when, when you bring a quarterback in, you want to overload him with talent. Uh, particularly tight ends. That's a young quarterback's best friend. So I'm not sure that I think Stroud could be a letdown just because of the situation that he's in and the coach that he's playing under and not an offensive-minded head coach playing so much spread in the college game. That could be an issue if you're going to a defensive-minded head coach, which they typically get a guy and go more pro-style they, they typically go more pro-style offenses. So I'm a little concerned about Stroud, even though I really liked him coming out of school. Kind of remind me of Justin Herbert there at the end. So I just don't like – I don't like the fit. Uh, that, you got Dalton Schultz, former Dallas Cowboys, uh, tight end. That's decent. That's decent. We'll see how it plays out. I just wish that he could – and by the way, uh, Serena Williams is pregnant again. Uh, congratulations to the former tennis star. Something popped up on my screen there. I got these little pop-up things there in the show come up right here. So I do not like that fit, guys. I don't like that fit. I'm not sure. I'm not calling him a bust. We'll have to wait and see. 
but I'd rather a guy that comes from a straight go to an offensive-minded head coach. Okay, now Anthony Richardson, very raw, probably the better overall athlete the whole draft of all the quarterbacks, even though Stroud's pretty good. Uh, he's stronger. He, he, he looked like Jalen Hurts. He's taller than Jalen Hurts. Didn't have the resume Jalen Hurts, but he didn't play for the coaches Jalen Hurts did. Uh, with a uh, Nick Saban and all the world-class talent. He didn't play for that. He didn't play for Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer in college football, like Jalen Hurts did at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, does he have a rough resume? Yes. Yes. But he reminds me so much, uh, Richardson, of Jalen Hurts, Stane Steichkin, who is the former offensive coordinator of the Eagles, uh, he is now the new head coach there at at the Indy. I said I would I would take a gamble on, on him, and I would um, and I thought that they would, and of course they did. The Colts did in that offense. They're going to have to get him some targets. They're going to have to get him some targets and work on this thing. He's going to be pretty freaking rough. He only has thirteen starts in college, but he I like his situation better than Stroud's with that Colts. Colts are probably going to have a high pick next year. They can uh, reload, get some of that dead money from Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Colts have made some bad moves. I'm not sure Ursay is going to uh, uh, stay the course. I think he will. I think he will. But within two years, we're going to find out if this system that that, that Hurts ran with um, the Hurts ran with the Eagles will this be able to be implement, uh, duplicated because we don't know how hard of is Anthony Richardson is hard working as Jalen Hurts. We don't know that, but we're going to find out. And, and you know what? If I'm the Colts, I'm willing to take that gamble. They got a good offensive line up there. Heck, this team beat, they beat Kansas City last year, but they do need some more playmakers around. They do need help at corner. They can't keep their linebacker who they're paying a lot of money, Shaq Leonard healthy. Uh, they still got holes in other places. I don't think they'll get to the playoffs this year. But you just want to build. You want to build around Richardson and uh, and take that chance. Okay, Will Levis for the Titans. Now, the locals did not like that. The locals here, uh, I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. I drive around all over the place. I talk to a lot of people today. Uh, I will have a, a college football enthusiast, even more than me, college for uh, Keith Engel. He said he'll be on Wednesday. Tune in Wednesday, 30 minutes past the hour. I'm going to get in depth with him about why did he like Will Levis so much. I saw him play for Kentucky. Uh, I saw some good things, but I didn't see the consistency there. Uh, he, he did have a toe injury. He does have a very strong arm. His mom did go to Yale. He's very book smart. Uh, he does do the selfie thing in the mirror. I know Colin Coward said that he heard that some of the scouts and general managers didn't like that. It seemed a little childish for Will Levis. Why did he get beat out by Sean Clifford? Well, I didn't hold that against him, former Penn State uh, uh, quarterback that he played with, because Joe Burrow uh, – I think it was, who's it, J.T. Barrett or somebody? They beat him out of Ohio State. Burrow's a great player, okay? Russell Wilson uh, transferred from NC State to Wisconsin. So uh, we talked about that before. 
uh, Pickles, Troy Aitman transferred. So I'm not going to hold that against him. College coaches got their guy early. Sometimes they're hard-headed and they want to stick with guys. So uh, some comparisons here. I'm out of Nashville. He's compared to Jay Cutler. Well, that you know, people can say what they want about Jay Cutler. I've said some bad things. I think he was a little standoffish in college. I, I do think I don't think he hit all of his potential in the NFL. But one thing you could say about Jay Cutler was they did win playoff games. He won. He he got to the playoffs with the Denver Broncos. He he won some playoff games there with uh with the, the Bears. Now I know that he did have um oh god what diabetes he, he but he didn't hit that till he's like 26 27 uh but so jay cutler carson wentz is a low end high end would be a josh allen josh allen only had like a 50 something percent completion percentage out of wyoming okay uh Levis is is going to sit behind a very good team this year when tennessee titans people can say what they want tennessee had some injuries I love what Tennessee did. I'll probably go more in their draft tomorrow. Uh, but getting that uh, Sonorski there, left tackle there, and uh, Dillard there, they signed him. Uh, they've added some depth to their offensive line. Tennessee's going to have a physical running game. Uh, Trayvon Burks, uh, he's going to sit behind uh, Tannehill for a year. Uh, they didn't give up that much to get him. They traded uh, basically switched uh, second-round picks and third-round picks, and then they gave uh, Arizona a third round next year to get the second-round pick, uh, second pick in the second round this year and pay second-round money. If the guy's a total bust, apparently Malik Willis is, uh, you know, uh, they could just start over. and You know, it's not like they're mortgaging the farm, unlike what uh, Houston did and give up all them picks just to get another edge rusher, they can go back to the well next year or within two years. You'll know in about year two if this guy can play in the NFL or not. So I don't think it was that high risk. That's why I'm not down on him. Uh, do I think possibly he could put it all together and they can win a Super Bowl? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, you've seen some good things out of him. We'll go see how bad that toe injury was, you know? We'll see how bad that toe injury was. Uh, he will have a chip on his shoulder. There was rumors that he could could have went number one overall, but it was a Reddit rumor, and it was BS. So we'll see how that works out. Remember, Aaron Rodgers was a junior college transfer. You know, this guy has a very strong arm. Uh, he has that academic background. Uh, we'll see how it works out, you know. Uh, maybe you don't ask too much of it. Uh, Joe Flacco. Came from Delaware, folks. He won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. I think he could be a Joe Flacco. I, th I think he could be a Joe Flacco uh, eight years ago, ten years ago. Well, you know, if you, if you win a Super Bowl, you won a Super Bowl. He reminds me of Ryan Tannehill a little bit. He's not quite as fast as Ryan Tannehill. He may have a stronger arm than Ryan Tannehill, you know. So I do not think that um, – I do not think that they uh, – and plus, he's more of a pro-style guy. Tennessee has a defensive-minded head coach. Hey, Stephen, good to see you again. Glad you got your Wi-Fi back, man. Um, okay. Part – let's see. Okay, other other quarterbacks. Hendon Hooker. Okay. Believe it or not, maybe the bargain of the draft. Third-round pick. 
Now, he's coming off ACL. He went to Detroit in the third round. So Tennessee could have drafted their second-round pick and made this move in the third round, and it would be even that much more of it. But apparently the scouts liked Levis that much more than they liked Hooker. Uh, Hooker's 25 years old. He'll be backing up Jared Goff this year, recovering from uh, Ben Johnson, very good defensive offensive coordinator, and he is a spread guy. Remember, spread guys coming in a pro style, you want an offensive-minded head coach. Pro style uh, from college going to pro, you want to – you prefer maybe you, you get away with having a defensive-minded head coach, okay? So he's coming from Tennessee's hurry-up spread, uh, going into a really good situation. Golf's got two years left on this contract. He's only a $5 million dead cap guy next year if they decide to cut him. They being in Detroit. They decide to cut him or maybe trade him. Maybe, maybe trade him next year. Detroit, probably a top five offensive line in football. Amon St. Brown. Uh, Jameis Williams, I know he did some stupid stuff there and got suspended, but the guy's very talented. Very talented wide receiver. Uh, and of course, they got Jabari Gibbs there. Hooker is coming into a great situation where a team has got a lot of money under the cap. They've got a lot. Well, they did. Well, they will once the golf is gone. Uh, that much more money. A team on the uptick. Remember, Dan Campbell's a tight end, former tight end coach. Dan Campbell uh, is an offensive-minded head coach, believe it or not, even though he's big and, girl, you know, rough guy, looks like a defensive-minded guy. But really, Dan Campbell's an offensive-minded head coach. Hooker can set out this year, and in his second year, you know how many quarterbacks come into a good situation their second year in the league? I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winner. Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl his second year. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl his second year. Ben Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl in his second year. Uh, Hooker can go into a perfect situation next year, especially if they keep offensive coordinator Ben Johnson in that line intact and they're playing in a dome uh, where a guy like that can really flourish. So he's coming in. He may be the best quarterback of all these guys. He may have the most success. Or or maybe uh, the spread was just all he can run. We'll find out it's very low risk for Detroit to take him in the third round regardless. And the Lions aren't going to let Jared Goff. Goff is only a $31 million cap hit next year. Next year, the cap will be two fifty-five. That's not that bad. They can still compete. Uh, their favorite, even though I didn't like their draft, and I'll talk about that here in a minute, they're probably still going to be favored to win the AFC, NFC North now anyways. Even with um, uh, those wide receivers, one that they had to cut, Seplis, and another one's going to be suspended for six games. They still got Amon St. Brown, well of a player uh, that they picked up in the fourth round. Okay, now this one will probably surprise you guys. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett um, saw it as a uh, fourth to sixth to seventh round pick, especially after he got 27 touchdowns, four interceptions, played really well that time, much better athlete than I thought, ran much better 40 time than I thought, uh, improved much more than I thought he would, even though he's on a great, great Georgia team. Bennett got picked up 
Pickles in the fourth round, and he went to the ideal situation. Now, Matt Stafford is a starter there, but he's got an elbow problem. Uh, Sean McVay saw something he liked in Bennett. In the fourth round, that's very high for a guy that got a public intox charge and and, and on a championship team. He's back-to-back national championships. I thought he may go seventh round or not even get drafted. But he went in the fourth round, and I did see that he had a very good combine, despite all the, his trouble off field, and he had a very good pro day. Now, that's how you measure a guy that's, that, that is on such a great team. You don't want to say some of the younger um, audience, you might not realize this, but Ken Dorsey, I thought was going to be great, man. The offensive coordinator for the Bills was the uh, quarterback of the 2001, 2002, and 2002-2003 Miami Hurricane team that had great players. And I thought Dorsey was going to be money in the NFL. Uh, but then I thought, no, maybe it's just that team around him, man. You know, I mean, you got you got Frank Gore, Willis McGahee, Andre Johnson Pickles, Jeremy Shockey at tight end. Uh, Kevin Winslow Jr. at tight end. I can uh, Sonoris Moss, uh, Santana Moss, but I think he was there earlier. Just ball player after ball player, NFL guy after NFL guy uh, that he's playing with. Great offensive line, excellent defense. Uh, but Dorsey wasn't. He, he was an undrafted guy. He got into coaching. Now he's the coordinator. I thought maybe this is Stetson Bennett, right? Well, Bennett got drafted in the fourth round. So, so uh, uh, Bennett got drafted in the fourth. So that's interesting to see. We'll see how he plays out. Okay, another person of interest, uh, Max Duggan, people asked about. Max Duggan was the TCU quarterback. Uh, remember, they had they had a wide receiver there that I, perfectly that I predicted. Uh, who was it? Jefferson, I think. Uh, that went to the L.A. Chargers. He got drafted there. I want to say their running back got drafted um, there as well. Then again, I'm, I'm, I may have that. I think I got the running back mixed up with the uh, – but they got players drafted. Duggan looked really good last year. I think he won um, quarterback of the year, player of the – I don't know what he, he – he won some type of award. TCU was undefeated last year. Well, he ends up getting drafted to the Chargers. So he's going to – probably sit behind um he's probably end up sitting behind justin herbert and the guy from uh fresno state i didn't know too much about him i'm sorry maybe he's better than everybody maybe he's brought pretty uh, i know people's talked about him but those quarterbacks uh where you go is a big deal if you're not a super talent if you're not andrew luck talent john elway talent uh you need a good system around you and we cannot measure intangibles, folks. Whoever thought a guy was a backup most of his time at Michigan, uh, drafted in the sixth round, who will be the greatest quarterback of all time? And Tom Brady, who who, who knows those intangibles? Uh, a, a, a junior college transfer uh, to Cal with an unorthodox style, backs up Brett Favre for three years. I thought he was going to be a major bust. Turned out to be a four-time MVP and a Super Bowl champion, Aaron Rodgers. You just don't know sometimes. You just, you don't know. So um, for all the Levis haters, and I hear you, 
I hear you. Uh, it, it, it's um, it feels like a low risk, high reward. Stroud is the one I'm, I'm really concerned. And of course, Richardson, but Richardson has the proper system around him. It's going to be staying healthy and continue to develop as a pure passer. That's the $64,000 question. And on, on, on the other hand, they could all be bust. They could all be bust. I don't, I don't think that, that, uh, oh God, what, what are this now? I don't think Young's a bust, but I think his injuries could catch up with him. I think Bryce Young, uh, with, with that with that small frame, I think that could catch up with him. Other than that, yeah, that dude is polished, man. He's got eyes in, in the back of his head. Okay. So, drafts, drafts I like. Drafts I love. And, you know, I really didn't think that I would be saying this, but I'll tell you what, man, Pittsburgh, man, Pittsburgh has a way, and it's really for the Ravens, too, in that division. Um, sometimes they just have the great players fall right to them. Ben Roethlisberger fell right to them, you know. Uh, just one great player. Uh, they got a guy from USC, uh, a safety. Troy Palomalu fell right to them. Uh, sixth round, was it fifth or sixth round? Antonio Brown. Uh, second round pick, uh, Le'Veon Bell, fell right, second, third round pick, Michigan State guy, fell right to him. They're, they're, so uh, Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones, left tackle from Georgia, exactly what they needed. I mean, exactly what they needed. Uh, fell right to him. Joey Porter, supposed to have been a top 15 pick pickles. Joey Porter, six foot two cornerback, plays perfectly. That is exactly what Pittsburgh wants. They want a physical guy that can play press man, that can open field tackle like nobody's business. Don't that remind you of Rod Woodson? Remember Rod, Rod Woodson, former Steeler? I think he made the Hall of Fame in the 90s. That's who Joey Porter Jr., the son of Joey Porter, uh, plays like from Penn State, fell right to him at the top of the second round. Then on top of all that, they signed later in the third round, Darnell Jones, who could have been a, a, a second-round pick. Fell right, tight end from Georgia, fell right to him. You know, so essentially, they got a second-round guy 15 picks later than they should have got drafted. They got the tackle they wanted. And, the, and then they got the tight end, who's a really good blocking tight end, and can catch the ball. They're going to put him beside Farmove, who is a really good basket. Farmove, Pickles, and you know this, he may be the best tight end they've ever had. I mean, I like Keith Miller. But this fire move guy, uh, he's the most consistent player on that offense the last two years, if you ask me. Uh, Deontay Johnson is not even their leading guy, which at sometimes he was. George Pickens, and I think I expect George Pickens, receiver they got in the second round, to take another big step this year with the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger's money is going to fall out. 
you got Kenny. How did they play the last four games? They won some games the last four games, okay? They beat Baltimore in a tough game. Kenny Pickett. The line was the biggest problem, and they solved a lot of that. This and Plus, they signed in the offseason. Um, they signed this guy off of the Eagles to help out at guard with their offensive line because the Eagles were so deep. You know, so the Steelers had one of my favorite drafts, man. And th- th- that's typical Steelers. Uh, sometimes they have better drafts than other times. I get it when they, they lean defense. Uh, they annoy me when they ignored the offensive line so long. Uh, I mean, I like Najee Harris, but the guy has no holes. You know, he, he consistently didn't have any holes last year. They're better last year than they were the year before. But this coming up year, they're going to make a big step on that offensive line. Second year, the whole thing is going to slow down for Kenny Pickett, former uh, University of Pittsburgh player. Uh, Steelers, uh, really good at corner there. Replaced, I was at Sutton, that went on free agency with the guy like Joey Porter. You got T.J. Watt there on the end. I think they brought back Bud Dupree for nothing, you know. So the Steelers, I mean, the AFC North right now, if you look at it, uh, and, I, and I know, and I read Cincinnati. I haven't heard of any of those players that Cincinnati brought in, but a lot of the draft grades were A's from some of the experts. That Cincinnati, Cincinnati is going to be the favorite. But here's my thing about Cincinnati: I don't see anybody from that division um, running off with anything. Uh, that division winner may be like ten and seven pickles because they're going to beat the crap out of each other in that division. So I really like the Steelers draft. The Eagles, now the Eagles did what I thought Detroit should have done. Go defensive line, all defensive line, pass rush, defensive line, rinse and repeat. And the Eagles end up doing that. That's why I want to bring in uh, Jamie Paggs, Philly sports guy in uh, on Thursday, if I can get a hold of him. So the Eagles drafted Kaylee uh, Ringo in the fourth round. That got the cornerback I was just talking about. He got beat so bad in that bowl game. He's a physical guy, open field tackler. He's going to be like a nickel guy for the Eagles. The Eagles already got Bradbury and Slay. He's going to be. They got the guy in the fourth round. He was supposed to be a first round talent at one time. Nolan Smith, edge rusher from uh, late first round. Got him in the uh, – this is the Eagles. He's a 4-3 edge rusher. Like my dad would say, quicker than Grease Lightning. Just quick lightning fast. Then they turn around. If anybody could have took a chance on Jalen Carter, they could have because they had a set roster already. Uh, that 10th pick that they inherited from a trade last year from the Saints, they didn't know the Saints were going to lose that many games, so they kind of got lucky. Well, Pickles, uh, what Richard Petty said, I'd rather be lucky and good. So they got lucky. So, because Jalen Carter, mind you, this, you know, he had his red flags. He 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 ran away from a scene of an accident. He was out of shape at his pro day. And there was rumored to be uh, having maturity issues prior to any of those allegations coming up, uh, any of those rests and everything. 
Uh, but he, he was arguably one of the better players in the whole draft. Last October, he was considered to be potential number one pick. He's got Warren Sapp-level talent. He's got some Warren Sapp kind of red flags, too. Warren Sapp had some marijuana issues come up in college when he was at Miami. And, and Jalen Carter could be an Albert Hainsworth. Uh, he, he could be an Aaron Donald if he really sets his mind to it. He's going to be playing alongside former Georgia, now uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagle Jordan Davis. This team gave up 38 points in the Super Bowl, and it set a bad taste in their mouth. Okay, they're going to be tough to run on, and, and you're not going to have them long to throw. Uh, now, Nicobe Dean, he didn't live up to what I thought he was going to his first year. That's the other Georgia player that they got last year at linebacker. But maybe the game slowed down. Maybe he'll play better. So now you've got Jordan Davis and Carter beside each other. It's going to be hard to run on them, and you're going to get pressure up the middle. Uh, as So this team's going to win, pending a flood of injuries to Jalen Hurts in the offensive line. I mean, they're going to win 12, 14 games. Again, easy. They're going to blow some people out next year. Um so, so they got those players. They made the trade to get DeAndre Swift, also Georgia player, from Detroit. Now, Swift, very good player with Detroit. The problem with Swift is he was hurt all the time. Now, they, they got Swift, and they've got um, this other Kenny, um, Kenny something. Either way, Rashard Penny. They got Rashard Penning from uh, uh, Seattle. That's my only issue. Both of those guys are injury prone. So you still, I think you got Kenny Gangwell, Boston Scott, the guy who they always use to beat the Giants with. Okay. So they don't have a weakness. I mean, you talk about a team with, with very little weakness. Uh, that's this team. And then they turn around and drafted uh, tackle help which I thought maybe they would take one of those tackles at 10, and they decided not to. They, they, they drafted offensive tackle depth in the later rounds as well. And I want to say, let me, let me see who it is. Uh, second round, Tyler Steen from Houston. So that, that was a depth play to help out with uh, either Lane Johnson or, 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 or Travis, uh, Jason Kells, who's about 35 years old. So they got depth on the offensive line. They got depth on the defensive pass rush. They got depth in the secondary. Uh, we already know what they got at skill position with uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, they got Dallas Goddard at tight end. I mean, they're very good. Ro- they're probably the best roster in football, without a doubt, you know. So uh, kudos to them. They got another safety, Sidney Brown, in the third round. I mean, they, they really knocked this thing out of the park here. So kudos to the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, I like their draft. I like that both Pennsylvania teams draft. Uh, Seattle. Okay, now Seattle, Seattle was pretty interesting. Now Seattle, it looks to me and that Seattle simply took the best player available that fits their scheme. And that's what you're supposed to do. Don't overdraft for need. Don't draft to your uh, 
personality of your head coach just because he come from that side of the ball. They did not do that. Uh, they, they took Devin Witherspoon. Uh, most sites have him as the best cornerback in the draft and a very good cornerback draft. Best one in years. Uh, this cornerback from Illinois. And then they turn around and could, took Jax, Jason Smith Nijma out of Ohio State to play the slot. So uh, Pete Carroll, defensive guy, he gets a receiver, gets him later on in the first round. Turns out I think that's a good value pick right there. Slot receiver out of Ohio State, really good hands. And then they went back defense in second round there and got Derek Hall out of Auburn, got some speed there. And then they got some help here, uh, Zach Charbet. I think that's French. The guy said named after a uh, wine company. Out of UCLA, got another running back in the second round to help Kenneth Walker. So they're going to run the ball. They've got nice balance there at receiver. So, man, great draft for Seattle, man. You know, uh, it got some offensive line help. Anthony Bradford at LSU in the fourth round. You know, so, yeah, Seattle, really good draft, okay? Uh, drafts I didn't like. Nope, nobody's draft I really hated, per se. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're Minnesota and you're 31st in total defense, um, don't draft the receiver. And, and I like Jordan Addison. I, I thought that um, Addison was a really good player out of, out of USC. I know he used to go to Pittsburgh. But they had defensive linemen. I'm, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see where I put that. Drafts I love. Drafts I love. Drafts I didn't love. And now I don't know what I did with the drafts I didn't love. My notes here. Okay. Drafts I didn't like. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Jordan Addison, uh, wide receiver. Uh, you got Jeff. When, when you got Jefferson on your team, a guy that talented, you don't have to get another all-world guy. You can get another guy in a fifth, sixth round. Because Jefferson's that good. He's going to command a double team. When you can't stop a nosebleed, when, when Daniel Jones gets his basically his second contract off beating you twice, you probably want to go to defense. But they get wide receiver instead. You know, uh, they, they could have got a guy like Brian Breeze for a defensive tackle out of Clemson. That's what they needed. But they wanted to go with Jordan Addison. Uh, did not like that. Uh, Detroit, Detroit. Now I don't hate their draft, but they they overdrafted the players they wanted because they didn't feel like they was going to get them when they were going to be available. I just I mentioned this Chardonnay guy from UCLA. Uh, Tennessee got a really good running back out of uh, Tulane had had two hundred yards against USC. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, Cowboys got a good running back third round I think. Little bitty guy, Kansas State, run that rock. Uh, why are you taking? And, and I like Gibbs. Jabari Gibbs, a very good dual threat guy. But they took Gibbs at 12, Detroit did, when they needed defensive line help like nobody's business, you know? But they did. So they went on, did that. Then they made the move and, 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 and pawned off uh, Swift on. Um, I just made mention to the Eagles. So I did not like that. I did not like this linebacker. Now, this linebacker is very good, All-American. 
but they took this linebacker at 18. Uh, linebacker isn't that valuable. I wouldn't have took a linebacker that that early. He was also a guy that was probably a 28th to 35th pick. So they overdrafted two players. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Jets, now, a lot of people say the Jets did well. I thought they could have added a tight end in that first round. They could have got Kincaid uh, for Rodgers to throw to and the next young quarterback, uh, but they didn't. They took an edge rusher, and uh, I, I read that, that Ellen, the Iowa edge rusher was a slightly overdrafted. Now Joe Douglas, has hit. he's hit the ball well. So I don't hate the Jets draft. I just wish that they probably could have went in a different direction and added some insurance for Rodgers and the next quarterback. By the way, the Jets, they are banking this contract to be two years and done with Rodgers. Um, they're going to owe Rodgers like 50-something million dollars if he decides to stay a third year. They're dead money after two complete years. Zero. Zero. So it's really smart. Now, if he quits after one year, uh, it's going to be about 50-something. So if you're a Jet fan, you need to beg Rodgers, dude, just stay one year. Even if you carry a clipboard, man, hang around the facility at least two years. Uh, you know, they, they still got a decent receiving core around him. I was hoping maybe they could have fit another offensive lineman in there. It looks like that everybody that they wanted were off the board, so they took the edge rusher instead. Uh, but they could have got Kincaid from Utah. He ends up going to Buffalo, which I like what Buffalo did. Buffalo added some offensive line help in the second round. Uh, this Anthony from Florida. So Buffalo had a pretty good draft, contrary to what Carlos Madden, New Yorker, said. Now, tomorrow – uh, of course, I did say I'll have uh, Jeffrey Deskovit on the top NBA playoffs and his draft favorites. But also, I'm going to get into the Titans draft. I'm going to get into Dallas's draft. I'm going to get into a few drafts that I did not get into today. I'm already over an hour. Uh, very busy putting together today's show. Uh, so, everybody, if you like the show, please share this. Now, I like what this part. Witherspoon Gonzalez, yeah, Gonzalez, very good corner. New England, that's another one I could talk about from Oregon. Uh, so he is going to uh, New England. He's going to get the best coaching. I like what New England did. I'm going to ask, uh, you know, Keith Engel, what does he think about that? Pickles, uh, yeah, Max Duggan, good quarterback. He's going to be uh, uh, Bate Mayfield with less talent. Yeah. Uh, bottom line sports is I think Lamar and Cam Newton. So, yeah, now Lamar, that's another thing. I think I'll talk about the Ravens had a pretty good draft. I like Zay Flowers. I like Zay Flowers. Uh, I don't have the information on Lamar Jackson's um, contract because Spot Track hadn't put it out yet. But I'm curious of what it looks like. We got the general idea. It's 185 guaranteed. I'm sure the cap hits are going to be low this year and probably okay next year. But then after that, it's probably going to balloon. So either way, I'll be back on same time tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, guys. 
Uh, always got a good guest there with Jeffrey Deskovic. Make sure and check in. Other than that, I will see you later, everybody. Thanks for all your input tonight.